Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. This is The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning and you this morning are with Lyle and... Akil. Akil, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's my first time here ever. You're f- it is indeed. Yeah. Where is Lawson? I don't know. I, 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 he told me yesterday, he said, I'm unable to make it. You should come and help Lyle. So I came here this morning, and, and here I am. And uh, when you came here to help Lyle this morning, did you actually have a, a whole lot of idea what you'd be doing? Well, I, I had a brief... I thought, you know, maybe I'd help you out with a good interview or something, but it turns out I'm co-hosting today. <laughs> Welcome to co-hosting on Faith FM. We are so glad you are here this morning. Akil, um, our tradition here on Faith FM is that whenever we start the show, we share something that we are thankful for. So what are you thankful for today? I'm actually thankful for uh, my wedding that's coming up in two and a half weeks. I'm really excited. Okay. I haven't had a disaster yet. There's no planning problems. Yet. I'm like Yet. the least stressed about it, and I, I feel like I should be stressed. No, but this is this is the guy's role. The guy's role is to um, wear a suit, turn up, and be relaxed. You know what? It's your it's your fiance's role to be stressed about That's every right. last detail. <laughs> <laughs> we get the easy part when it comes to weddings. Stand around for two hours. That's it. That's it. Say I do. Um, it's uh, it's pretty simple, um, Kelsey. You, you don't need to worry. I can do about that anything. part. Hopefully, okay. I don't forget how to say that. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. Man, that's awesome music, Kelsey. Oh, Congratulations! I'm so excited. Yeah, super excited. That's just amazing. Um, well, we're super excited to have you here this morning as well. Uh, let me think. What am I thankful for this morning? Um, 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 um. This is a reminder, you're listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show live and participate in the quiz and the prizes and all the other fun things that happen on Faith FM Breakfast Show, then simply download the Faith FM app available on Apple or Android platforms. Today, Okay, I've decided what I'm going to be thankful for this morning. Tell me about it. I am thankful for inside spaces. What do you mean? Well, we are inside a space right now, yeah, and there is less smoke here than there is out there. This is true. So anyone who is in the Hunter, Newcastle region knows exactly what I'm talking about. We have been just swamped with smoke lately. Anyway, this is uh, Anna Beaton with Breathe. Oh, 
them breathe It's time to rest your bones It's okay to be alone Without your iPhone Rest your heart in the hands of our God back everybody that was Anna Beden with Breathe here on Faith FM where Akil is joining us filling in for Lawson the uh, it's not the double L team it's the L and A team this morning this works it does indeed um, almost better maybe it is maybe maybe it is we, we should mention this to Lawson yeah you yeah. know it's like Akil's taking your job I'd love to move up here there you go Put in your application. Okay. <laughs> Lawson's going to college next year. There might be there might be an opening. You never know. Anyway, Akil, um, we need to jump into our quiz for today. What is our first clue? Our first clue for today's quiz is the number of months Mary stayed with Elizabeth when they were both pregnant. So we're looking for a number. Ooh. The number of months Mary stayed with Elizabeth when they were both pregnant. I'm going to have a stab at this. Let me try this one. Would I be correct? You, I think you're getting there. Uh, I, 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 am I getting there or am I, am I correct? I think you're correct, actually. Okay, all right. No. There you go. Single prizes this morning. If you know the answer, then give us a call. 1-800-324-843 is the number or text us on 0491-064-669 and there will be a prize coming your way. What's it called? It's called Decoding the Mark of the Beast. Oh, Heavy stuff for the breakfast show. Straight in the deep end. We like uh, this is this is not uh, this is not uh, a, a light cup of coffee in the morning. This is um, we are giving you uh, hash browns. Yeah, this is like it's solid like a, solid breakfast food. That's right, like a double shot espresso macchiato, whatever <laughs> it is these days that you do. Uh, fantastic. Hey, uh, Akil, what do we have for? Oh, we should we should introduce you. That'd be good. Where did we first meet? We've, We've known met- each other for like. Ever. You're, you're one of the first people I actually met when I moved to Australia about seven and a half years ago. Seven, has it been seven and a half years? Seven and a half years. years, years unbelievable. Ago. And you moved from? I moved from Virginia in the United States. Great state. I lived there for a while. One of the best states, I'd say. Yep. N- not biased, of course. And I came here seven and a half years ago, and I came here uh, when I was 16. Uh-huh. And uh, the, the long and short of the story is I met one of your, our mutual friend now, your friend at the time, on a plane. Yes. On the way to Australia. Claire, she comes on Faith FM sometimes. Oh, awesome. Yep. Well, Claire, Claire is the person who's responsible for my, uh, my curiosity about Jesus. I wasn't Amen. a Christian and I became a Christian through the conversations that we had together about Jesus. And through one of those conversations, she introduced me to you. You were actually in Merrickville in Sydney at the time. Yes. We're and doing I a, came and we're doing said, a church plant. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the first time we met. And, and since then, I've had my first Thanksgiving in Australia at your house, my first Christmas ever. At your house in Sydney. So we share well, a could, fair you, bit you of could, stuff You together. could come back for Christmas again this year. I would love bring, to bring, come back bring for your, Christmas. Bring your new wife, you know? I can't wait. <laughs> First family Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's going to be amazing. Okay, what have we got for uh, positively different news this morning? So this is really cool. Today, in 1860, 1865, today, the December 6th, 1865, the 13th Amendment of the United States Constitution was ratified, which means it was adopted. And the 13th Amendment is what does away with slavery. 
It does away with this whole idea that there is just because of the color of your skin, you're worth less or worth more. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's a pretty cool thing to celebrate. That's it. We should definitely be celebrating the end of slavery in the United States. The United 100%. States had one of the uh, one of the more oppressive slavery systems yeah. um, that our world has seen, and uh, the end of slavery in a you know in a major world power like that mm-hmm. definitely something to celebrate. What surprised me was how long it took to adopt it through the entire country. The last state that did it was actually in March 1995, Mississippi. That was the year I was born. It's kind of crazy to believe that... 1995. I don't think they had any slaves in 1995, but that's how long it went. took... How long it took for it to go through uh, the local state government. Yeah. Yeah. Which is insane. It reminds me of this text in Galatians. Galatians 3 specifically. Galatians 3 verse 28. And it says something really profound. It says, there's neither Jew nor Greek. There's no slave nor free man. There's neither male nor female, for you were all one in Christ Jesus. There's this idea that there's nothing that separates our value, gender, pay, uh, your the color of your skin, how tall you are, where you live. Nothing separates you for in the eyes of God. And I think that's just the most profound and the most beautiful thing about Jesus is that he doesn't discriminate based on anything. Yes, indeed. And uh, yeah, do you know what? Uh, which was the last country in the world to get rid of? Officially get rid of slavery. There's plenty of slavery in the world right now. We know that. But officially get rid of slavery. Actually, I don't. That's a good question. I do believe. I'm just looking it up here. Uh, I do believe it was in Brazil. Uh, Right. Yeah. I'd have to find it. But it was in the 1880s, I believe. It was was either Brazil or Argentina in the 1880s that uh, actually was one of the last countries to outlaw slavery as a country. That's 1880s, still pretty recent. That is remarkably recent. Uh, this is a system that has existed from, you know, where, where has it existed from? The time of Noah? I don't know. Yeah, for a significant um, amount of time. And uh, has resulted in the oppression and, you know, the, uh, I, I, I guess, the, the putting down of other people as seeing other people as being of less value. Yeah. As treating them like animals. Yeah, and, and, and here's where here's where scripture really speaks to me is that it's always been this counterculture, right? It's always been, uh, no matter where the pendulum swings in society, scripture just stands straight in the middle. Absolutely. And I Absolutely. love that about... And what's interesting it. is we often look at slavery as being a racist issue. Um, historically, it hasn't been a racist issue. Mm-hmm. The reason we look at it as a racist issue is because of, you know, the, the philosophy of Western slavery, Right. which did see it as a racist issue, like, you know, they saw Africa as being created for uh, slaves. Right. Um, but if you go back to, you know, ancient times, um, everybody enslaved everybody. It was just whoever you could conquer was became your slave. Yeah. Yeah, I find that. Mm-hmm. I find that true. Um, you know, I'm of Indian heritage. Yes. And what I find of ancient slavery, so to speak, or, or older slavery is, is more like an indenture, like you're actually working for somebody, like a mm. butlership almost, right? Like you're, Yeah, and, and it de- depends from one culture to the other as well. Anyway, moving on. What have you got in your other positively different This story is there? actually really cool. This one actually made my day this morning. This one comes straight from County Cork in Ireland. And this is school. This is a middle school in, in County Cork, Ireland, that instead of homework in the month of December, they do random acts of kindness. Yes. Isn't that amazing? Yes. No homework, which I like already. Yes. And you get to help somebody Absol- else instead. Yes. And you get graded for it. This is, this is just the... And then you get graded for it. This is the best ever. This needs to be adopted by every school in Australia. I'm telling you, it's going to revolutionize the way that young people see their place in the world instead of just slaving themselves to school, so to speak. When I was in school, I never did... I should admit this on radio. There might be some students listening. If there are... If you are driving your young uh, students to class right now, just... Um, Tell them to stop listening for a moment while I explain on radio that when I was in school, I never actually did homework. You know, it's so like I get home and I'm like, I need to do homework, but I'd rather go fishing. Now you get to go Just fishing like homework, with somebody. fishing, you know, and fishing always won. Yeah. And other, you know, out, you know, door environments, go and drive the tractor or whatever it might be. Yeah. And uh, But this is the best. Homework Homework is uh, a, bit of a bit of a pet peeve of mine. Um but this kind of homework, getting kids to go out and do random acts of kindness mm-hmm. and then grading them on it. Yeah. And and here's the thing. It's not only just that. It's Some people help neighbors. They mow lawns and they 
help the elderly clean the house, whatever it was. But there were some people that actually encouraged each other. They would meet together and they would spend time in affirmation. Some were Christian, some were not, but they spent time together. Is this a Christian school? The, not I, look. I've been trying to look that up. It's a school that I can't pronounce. It's got this incredibly long name uh, with like these letters that I don't recognize. <laughs> but from what Irish I understand, accent. it's actually a public school. It's a public school. From what I understand, this is amazing. Yeah, this is just this is the best thing I have. Just about the best thing I've heard on Faith FM all year. Um, we, you know, you think about the massive pandemic of mental illness and depression and anxiety that young kids are facing these days. Exactly. This is the greatest cure I've ever come across. Exactly. I'm going to run this past um, David Haupt, who is our our resident weekly contributor on all things mental health. Oh, wow. Health. I know David well. Yeah, yes. And uh, he, he has a weekly weekly program here. I'm going to talk to him about, you know, what effect this would have on... I'm going to run it past Darren Pratt, who's um, in charge of, you know, children's ministries for this whole... North New South Wales area, I'm going to talk to some school principals about this because I would like to see this one just grow and expand and explode. Yeah, wouldn't it be amazing to see our schools do this as a part of their curriculum? Kids are going to think about what kids are going to learn. They're going to learn selflessness. They're going to learn service. They're going to learn practical things because they might learn how to mow a lawn or weed a garden. That might not otherwise be the case. Um, this is a. This is not just good for their mental health. It's a great form of education as well. Anyway, this is Wilder Atkins with Side by Side. Peace, it don't come easy. Love, it don't come. Free Martin Luther King said, Lord, I have a dream. Boys and girls of every color walking side by side. Brother, sister, come on, turn that darkness into light. I was born into the heart of Dixie land Holy rollers in the hills of Birmingham All those summer spinges chasing lightning bugs by night Heavy stillness in the heat of August and July Lord, a wind was stirring from the east to west Set my heart a-blazing deep down in my chest And I heard that preacher crying out from 16th Street Till we all have freedom, there is no man truly free Come one day, we shall overcome. 
back guys that was wilder atkins with side by side you're listening to faith fm you're with lyle and akil filling in for lawson which we are super excited about and before we get to the next news section uh akil we have another clue for our quiz what have you got for us there here's clue number two and we're looking for a number the number of hours that pass between the deaths of ananias and sapphira okay that's a that's an obscure one yeah I yeah. would not have guessed that one. Yeah, I feel like we're we're really giving them a tough one here. Yeah, indeed. That should have been the first clue. That should have. Yeah, that's a tough one. Okay, so one eight hundred three two four eight four three. It's actually if you're not driving, this is an easy one to find because you just look up the the story of Ananias and Sapphira and a little bit of Bible study and you will have the answer. So one eight hundred three two four eight four three is the number or one eight hundred Faith FM. Um, or you can text us on zero four nine one zero six four six six nine with the answer. And Decoding the Mark of the Beast by Steve Wahlberg will be coming your way as the prize this morning. Okay, in other news around the world, um, the Euthanasia Bill just passed in Western Australia, so they have now officially scrapped the Hippocratic Oath and removed God from the equation. So this is, yeah, okay, this is, uh, I, I warned um, Akil that we hit some hot controversial stuff right now. Uh, the Hippocratic Oath is you do whatever you can to save life, mm-hmm. and now doctors will uh, be doing what they can to um, remove life. Um, so highly controversial bill, but something that we were not surprised to see go through. The thing that disturbs me about it the most is that I have seen God perform miracles, Um, Right now, I have an uncle-in-law who was not expected to be alive Mm. um, from a week ago. He was in the ICU. He was elderly. He'd been pretty hard on his lifestyle through the years. And they're just, you know, and so many people have been praying for him. And he's still going. Mm. You know, and if, you know, if uh, he or his family, whatever, or himself, I guess, is the only way it can happen, had chosen euthanasia, then it removes God from the equation and it ends a person's life while they still have the opportunity to to, to find and accept God. Yeah, that's my. I, I'm with you there. That's if, my, it, if it wasn't for that, from an emotional level, I would probably support it. I on an emotional level, I'd have a hard time supporting it, just because I feel like the choice you take away a choice to for for a, a, a young person to grow into something quite incredible. Yes, particularly for a young person who's suffering, it takes away the um, the opportunity for God to uh, perform a miracle. I mean, I've seen a young person, a uh, young lady, 20 years old, uh, with leukemia, given six months to live, and uh, this was probably 20 years ago now, mm-hmm. but we prayed for her, and the last I heard, you know, which was many years ago, she was still alive and doing well. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, and Absolutely of course, if she'd chosen to go down this path, that would have all been over. Anyway, another story coming out of New Zealand. The glaciers in New Zealand right now are turning pink. Why are they turning pink? Pink glaciers. It, it's almost worth. It's almost worthwhile flying to New Zealand to see. I think we should do a Faith FM in New Zealand version. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so, so uh, oh, we've got somebody calling through for the quiz already. Um, <clears throat> well done. Why would they be turning pink? Smoke from Australia. Is turning wild. the glaciers pink. How that wild is, is that? Wild. <laughs> that is just nuts. You know, I live in Canberra. This is short. It's not really. It's related to the smoke. I live in Canberra, and driving up here, there was this haze, and I saw this red sun, and it blew me away. It's the first time I'd seen the sun like this ball of true red, like deep red. And you can look straight at it without and hurting your eyes. My goodness, it was a sight. So you haven't see. been having this smoke in Canberra. We had one day of smoke, kind of. But I came here. My car is white. My yes. car was gray this morning. And, of course, you know, here in the Newcastle area, we've had this for like two months and they've kind of forgotten what the sky looks like and what clean air looks like. But uh, that's a sign of the times. It's the world in which we live. That's right. Okay, moving on. This is an interesting story coming out of the States, and this is one that has been developing over a little while now, but uh, the chain restaurant Chick-fil-A, uh, their sales and expansion has doubled 
um, since they were singled out by LGBT activists for boycotts. Doubled. Their sales have doubled. doubled. Um, which is interesting considering, you know, so for instance, here in Newcastle, um, we had White Magazine, which was a wedding magazine that was forced mm-hmm. out of business, um, not because they, you know, published anything opposing, you know, same-sex marriage and this kind of thing. And, and the issue here is, of course, is um, um, the Chick-fil-A has been boycotted by LGBT uh, plus activists because of their opposition to same-sex marriage. Oh, no, I shouldn't say not their opposition, but the opposition of the CEO. He just made a statement where he said that, uh, you know, he opposed, he, hmm. he, he, was, he disagreed with same-sex marriage. Right. Uh, but you're not allowed to disagree anymore. Um, <clears throat> no, that's the cardinal sin. Yes. Um, we're not allowed to have our own thoughts. Um, have your own thoughts. Have your own opinions. <laughs> that's right. And you will be judged, found guilty, and condemned to oblivion. You know, White Magazine here a couple of years ago, they were forced out of business. Were simply they? because they did not publish their stand hmm. on whether they supported same-sex marriage or not. Which is, you know... Here's a, here's a, do you want to hear a cool story about Chick-fil-A? Okay, go ahead. So I, I'm from the U.S., right? And yes. just before I moved, this is a year before I moved, I'm at Chick-fil-A with my dad. And we're sitting, we're eating our meal, and there's this guy who, who looks disheveled, homeless, possibly. Doesn't look well off, and he's got two little children and a dog that come into the store. And he asks, you know, how much is your chicken sandwich? Best chicken sandwich, Chick-fil-A. That was my thing. Like, I lived on that stuff. A dollar chicken sandwich. And the guy, it was a dollar chicken sandwich, and he couldn't afford a sandwich for him and his kids. And his dog hadn't eaten in weeks from what he was saying. And something that really struck a chord, this, keep in mind, I wasn't a Christian. Something that really struck a chord with me is the Chick-fil-A employee, and he, this has happened again in recent months, but this Chick-fil-A employee grabbed the homeless person and said, why don't you go sit down, we'll get you your meal. And they didn't get him just this like ordinary burger. They got him a big meal. Like it was a feast from what they got him. And before they ate, they sat and they prayed for him and they prayed for God to bless him and to give him an opportunity to provide for his kids. Oh, that's amazing. It just warms your heart to see something like that. Um, and, you know, God bless them. Um, yeah. So uh, the uh, CEO, uh, Dan Cathy. Um, of course, came out a number of years ago and, and stated that, in his opinion, he opposed uh, same-sex marriage, um, and he was he's donated to you know focus on the family and some of these other socially conservative mm-hmm. groups, and so the whole brand was yeah. branded by the uh, LGBT plus um, activists as being a hate chain. Isn't that just sad to see? It's a hate chain because they have a different opinion. So these days, if you have a different opinion, suddenly you become a hate person. That's right. That's right. Um, What breaks my heart most about it is, you know, stand on whichever side of the issue you stand on. What breaks my heart about it is the fact that because we have this antagonizing posture, right, where we're just angry at each other, we miss those opportunities for people like that to help someone nice. We're so focused on yeah, opposing yeah, yeah. each other that we forget to just be kind. Just, exactly, exactly. And we, it we miss the, the we, purpose. We miss the big issues in life because we can't accept the fact that somebody has a different opinion from what exactly, we do. Exactly, exactly. And it breaks my heart to see that. It's happening here, it's happening in the US, and it's happening more regularly and more prevalently, and it just breaks my heart to pieces. And, and the question is not about what, you know, the question should not be what opinion does a person hold. Mm-hmm. The question should be how does this person relate to other people? Exactly. Is this a hateful person? If they are doing something hateful, yeah. then yes, definitely boycott them. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Um, 100%. But if they're not doing anything hateful, if they're doing loving things, if they're doing kind things, then why are we fighting against people who are doing good things exactly. in our world? And Chick-fil-A has a long reputation for um, for service, for charity, That's and right. for having you know their their staff doing volunteering during times of national disasters. That's, yeah. their, that's their actual official policy as a chain. Yeah. You've seen it firsthand in action, and I think it's um, I think it's fantastic to have an organisation that has that kind of a focus. No doubt. And what we have is you know this vocal minority that is is actually a minority, and the American broader public have turned around and rewarded Chick-fil-A. Uh, so since um, since uh, the CEO has made uh, his opinion clear, 
Their their sales have doubled from doubled from four point nine to ten billion dollars. Oh my goodness! Annually, that's and more than double. They are looking to eclipse Starbucks, which is number one. They're number oh, three at the moment. But they, if they continue to grow at this rate, that they will end up eclipsing Starbucks. And so, I think the moral of the story here is to do good things in our world, and there is a blessing coming your way. Anyway, this is uh, Carly Fletcher with Knocking. You're listening to Faith FM. Behold, I stand at the door and knock If anyone hears my voice And opens the door, I will come into him Welcome back, guys. That was uh, well, that was Carly Fletcher with Knocking here on Faith FM. And, uh, yeah, we're back uh, with our interview of the day. Before we get to our interview of the day, we have another clue for our quiz. But 
First, first quiz is already gone. Maybe we can let's see if we can get through four or five quizzes today and see if we can make a new record because that one went up, got snapped up pretty quickly. Yeah, that one real quick, especially with that tough question. Yeah. Okay. So Zainab, uh, congratulations for winning the prize today. Um, Akil, what have we got for our next quiz? First clue of the next quiz. First clue in Luke chapter three and verse thirty-eight. I am called the Son of God. In Luke three thirty-eight, I am called the Son of God. Who am I? Okay, if you know the answer, give us a call one eight hundred three two four eight four three. And of course, uh, the answer to the last question, which was what number am I, was the number three. Number three. Okay, joining us on the phone this morning is Luke Ferrugia. Luke, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Great to be here. Now, look, it's been a while since we've had you on the show. Of course, you run a uh, podcast, a regular podcast. Yes. What's, tell us about your podcast again. Remind us what it's all about. It's been a few months. Um, yeah, sure. What is your podcast and where do we find it? Yeah, absolutely. So the podcast is called Oz Table Talk, and the concept is we have the conversations that you wish you could have at church. So the concept is we go a bit deeper and, and have uh, we explore concepts that you don't, wouldn't typically do on, on a normal week-to-week basis. And the concept is that we can you know, learn more and grow together as we do it. So, Fantastic. And if we... I was going to say, if people want to find it, it's uh, oztabletalk, A-U-S, tabletalk.com.au, but we're also on all the normal podcast channels like iTunes and all the rest, so Spotify as well. Fantastic. fantastic. So that's Oz as in A-U-S, Table yes, Talk. Correct. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, just look that up and you'll find it in all the usual places. Uh, that's... Sorry, Lyle. That's yeah. that's a really good concept, Luke. I love the idea of coming together and just hashing out some stuff. You said stuff that you don't talk about church. I'm assuming it's things that are a bit difficult to grapple, things that are a bit more difficult, complex to understand. Could you give us an example of one or two of the topics that you have covered so far? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. So, um, some of the like some of the more um, I guess popular ones we're, that we've spoken about, we've spoken about. Um, like gender and homosexuality and, and how that should relate to the Christian life. We, awesome. we talk about um, like what, uh, you know, what it looks like to be a Christian in the workplace. We've done episodes on domestic violence. We've done like our, our biggest episode of all time was on pornography usage and, and how wow. as Christians we can relate to that. And yeah, uh, yeah there's absolutely. a bunch of other stuff as well. So I like, love we, we sort of, we sort of punctuate it as well. Like, you know, sometimes we've got like three different episode styles. So like we've got what we call truth nuggets, which is like a, a topical discussion that's based around like, one of those sort of things that I talked about. Mm-hmm. We've got, uh, we do interviews occasionally. So we'll g- get experts from the field of whatever it is that we're talking about that's and bring great. them in. Uh, yeah. So there's a few different uh, models that we go with, but it keeps it interesting. And uh, you still got the same team there, um, Luke, um, during yes, the podcast? Yes, I was going to say. Yes and no. So, the, so yes, it's still the same team. We have had one very sad departure, and so that's Nathaniel. For those who may know Nathaniel Tregenza, he's been um, he's moved because he's gone away to to be a pilot. So, uh, so he's not uh, with us locally anymore. But uh, we miss him. So, yeah. Ah, there you go. Actually, I should also mention that uh, we are starting to have some guests on the show as well. So, um, different people that that we know that are in our in our circle that uh, have something to say. We've we've started diversifying a little bit, so inviting guests onto the show a bit more often as well, which has been great. Very good idea. Uh, Fantastic. Mm. Okay, let's talk about your uh, most recent series of podcasts. Um, mm. You've been doing a series on um, on church. Church is one yeah, of those so things but, that, that uh, if I could just maybe do a bit of an introduction, yeah. I find yeah. that when I'm out in the community, I find a certain level of allergy towards mm. church, which I yes. it just mm-hmm. bends my brain. I'm like, I love going to church. One of my favorite things to do. Yeah. Why is it that people have this uh, this kind of you know? It, it's almost like it's almost like I'll go anywhere yeah. but to a church. That's right. You know, I'll go to a meeting hall. But when you add the word church to it, it's like, ooh. Yeah. Um, so what's going on there and what have you been talking about? Yeah. So basically, we we ask ourselves this question because there's a lot of people that, that we know personally that either if they do come to church, you know, they may say, oh, I don't really enjoy it or they don't come because they don't enjoy it. And so we sort of started to ask that question of, well, what is it about church that people don't like? How do you have a good experience? Like like you were saying, Lyle, you have, an, you have a great Association. When you think of church, it's something really positive in your mm. mind. So, 
how do you bridge the gap between someone who doesn't think of church that way and someone who does think of church that way? And so right. we started to do, do this series. And so um, we focused on, uh, we went in off logical order sort of thing. So we started by asking the question, do you actually need to go to church? It's probably the best place to start. Yep. So uh, the, and really speaking, the, the thought is that you can be saved anywhere. And that is absolutely true, but God created us as social beings. And so if we're going to, be working together and and building relationships that's actually what the church is the church isn't the building that we come together in it's the people that are in that building and so the church is really just a, it's a, a collection of people who are who are seeking god who are coming together and learning together and growing in relationships and and ultimately that's a really positive thing it's the only place mm-hmm. or the maybe should i say the best place that we can grow as individuals as well yeah, I've often said that, you know, it's possible to be a Christian without going to church. I've just never met anyone who's pulled it off long term. Yeah, that's, that's a good way of putting yeah. it. Yeah. You know, that's and, and there's, a reason, there's a reason why God invented church. Um, mm. And, you know, people uh, that I've met are like, you know, yeah, 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 I'm a Christian. But they've there's a difference between calling yourself a Christian, you know, saying, Lord, Lord, um, as the Bible describes it. There's a difference between calling yourself a Christian and actually having a living, vibrant relationship mm. with God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and there's like, nothing. Like there's nothing Sorry, better yeah. than church to. Yeah, we we're jumping over each other here. I do apologize, but there's nothing better yeah. than church to uh, to foster that kind of a uh, environment where you can grow like that. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely, and I, even Scripture supports that, right? When when it says in Hebrews that you know, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together, God intends that we come together because He knows that it's what's best for us. And more so, it says, it become more and more important the closer we get to the end of time. That's right. Yes, I almost think I almost think that when 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 Paul wrote the book of Hebrews, he noted that that you know through uh, prophetic insight that at the end of time this was going to be an issue because you know down through history people have you know been great church attenders, but it's in our age that mm. suddenly people have gone oh you know church oh and 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 Paul's like okay I need to I need to specifically target the end of time for this one because it's going to become mm. an issue. Yeah, and if I can just uh, put a a fine point on that, one of the things with our podcast that we have a big emphasis on is the fact that we want to replicate ourselves in the sense that, not that we necessarily want to create more podcasts, but that the fact that we come together and have deep conversations, we want the people that listen to us to go ahead and do that themselves. And I really think that that's a big part of what church should be. And so if you, if you view it like that, it becomes quite a different beast, which is, uh, you know, which is exciting. It it makes it a very different thing. I think a lot of people would be more open to it if they saw it as a more, uh, you know, organic thing that it wasn't so much, you know, form. So anyway, it's an interesting point. It is. You did a five part series on the, on the, on the issue of church. What were some of the yes. other things that you covered? Okay, so some of the other things that we covered, we, we talked about uh, how to how to connect with people. A lot of people say that churches aren't friendly, and so we sort of spoke a bit about what to do about that. And I'm just going to throw a few out there because I know we don't have time for everything, but feel free to grab something that sticks. So we talked about what to do during the week, like how to how to stay connected during the week. Uh, we talked about um, having a better experience when you actually attend church, and we talked about getting involved in ministry. So there, there's like multiple facets to all of those things. What's what struck you, Fancy? Yeah, I mean, I think it's good that you're doing a a, a podcast on this because um, you know you got a bunch of guys there, young people getting together that are going to actually explore a whole bunch of ideas that exactly. we can we can jump on that podcast, have a listen, and mm-hmm. you know come away with some some real practical strategies of how to make church work for us in a practical way. Mm-hmm. Okay, so where did you where did you head next after uh, having that discussion? So after having that, uh, as as far as after the series, you mean? No, as far as talking about you know friendliness in church. So we've talked oh, yeah, about the necessity of church. We've talked about friendliness yep. in church, and there are some churches that are friendly, and you know others yep. that are just as cold as ice. Um, it can be forty degrees mm-hmm. outside, and you walk inside, mm-hmm. it's like, ooh, I, so- need, I need to put a jumper on right now. <laughs> You know, and we ask ourselves. We also ask ourselves the question of whose responsibility is that to fix, right? Like, yeah, you know, is that question. the church's? Is that the church's fault, or is that the individual, or is there responsibility on the individual that's attending as well? So, a lot of people tend to just naturally say, "Well, it's the church's fault," and in a sense, it is the church's responsibility because they are the host, if you like. Um, but I think that there is also, uh, I, I like to say, there's 100%. Actually, Nathaniel said this. 
there is 100% responsibility on the church to be as friendly as possible, but there is also 100% responsibility on the individual themselves to show themselves friendly to others. And I, I think it's good that, to recognize that there's responsibility in both directions. Yeah, no, there most definitely is. And, yeah. uh, you know, one of the things that I find is that with cold churches, they're not necessarily unfriendly. They're just shy. Mm. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And often, and this is something that I've, I've found, is that just showing up, being consistent is a, is probably one of the best ways to break down those barriers, you know, because as soon as, if you get past that shyness, you get past that initial barrier with people, it's amazing the relationships that you can build. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and social, yeah. social connectedness is the greatest predictor that there is in the world for uh, for good health outcomes across, you know, all uh, all aspects of your lifestyle. Um, yes. Okay, so we talked about so, um, we talked about that. What, what's what's next in the, so the, uh, the series? The next in the next in the series is what to do during the week because you know the question is really is church just that you know one or two hours on the weekend that you then go and you've refilled and you have a full week ahead of you, or do you need more in your spiritual experience than just that couple of hours at church? And uh, I think it's pretty clear that you know if we, we if we liken it to spiritual food to to normal food then you know it's something that we should be partaking of on a daily basis so yeah and it's one of those that, uh, you yeah. know as as uh you know here on faith fm we are uh, part of the seventh day adventist church and something that mm. you know i think uh i talk about sometimes is rather than being a seventh day adventist and and whatever uh mm. spiritual background you come from you can just apply it your way but rather than being mm. a seventh day adventist we should be a seven day um, Adventist. Hey, in other that. words, in other words, a seven-day Christian rather than just being a Christian for um, half a day on uh, Saturday morning or Sunday morning, whatever it might be, that we're actually mm. Christian all through the week. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And so basically, we started throwing out in this epi- this episode. We really focused on practical ideas of what that could look like because most people, if they say, "Oh, well, how do you, you know, what do you do through the week to keep your connection with God?" Most people will probably say two, two things, right? They'll say prayer and Bible study. Like they're the two obvious things. If you read your Bible. You're learning about God, and if you're praying, you're talking to Him and building that relationship. And I absolutely agree that that is the core of it. But I think that's also, uh, um, you know, that's a little bit narrow. There's a lot more to being uh, a follower of Jesus than just that. So some of the things that we threw, that we spoke about, and these are, these are practical things that we apply in our own lives, uh, at least to, to the, for the most part. Um, one is that we, you know, podcast is a great way because you know you can be. Driving the car, you know, when you're traveling to work, it's a great way to, you know, fill that bit of time with, uh, you know, building your spirituality, you know, find something that's worthwhile to listen to, be it sermons or podcasts or whatever. Um, YouTube, there's plenty of great, you know, content out there that you can consume there. We talked about music, you know, playing, listening and playing, but, uh, you know, that is something that's really uh, helpful for a lot of people, depending on, on what your personality is like, but music is a big deal. And probably the one of the other biggest ones is um, friendship or small groups, because if you're only, you know, if your only outlet is, you know, for us, it be, you know, being Adventists on, on a Saturday morning, if that's your only connection to other Christians, that can that can lead to a very dry spiritual experience through the week. And so getting together with other like-minded people is a really, really powerful way to keep the church experience sweet all through the week. Yeah, fantastic. Where to next? I think this is a five-part series, was it? Yeah, it was five parts. So it's part number four was um, how do you get the most out of the service itself? We sort of talked about all the things that are around that and the reasons why you're there. But a lot of people still, you know, they come to church and they struggle to stay awake for the sermon, if you like, you know, if you see what I mean. So we, we talked about how to, to get a better experience of that. Okay, so we've got a lot of churches, if I could butt in for just a moment, if we've got a lot of churches yes. that really focus on having a very entertaining service, uh, yeah. did you guys discover that it was uh, about entertainment or content or um, what, was the, uh, what were the key factors? That is such a brilliant question. So from, uh, from our perspective of you know, how, we, how we approached it, there are churches that are very different. You know, some churches are very entertainment based and their goal is to stop you from getting bored from one end to the other. And while I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with the people that attend those churches, but we felt that the focus should be on the message. And so we spoke about more the content that was around the message itself and getting the most out of the message. So uh, the way we sort of looked at doing that was obviously it's going to depend, right? Depending on the churches that you have available to you, there's obviously going to be lots of different types of churches. And hopefully you're at a church 
that is one it's a good match for you you feel like you're connected to the people but the most important thing is that you're going to a church and you're um, spiritually growing and you're you're learning and it's not just about feeling good it's about growing as a person as well so fantastic um, and finally very quickly we've just a little bit of time left the, the last yep. uh, section you covered there yeah so just a little bit on that point just uh, probably the biggest thing we said as far as making the church, the getting the most of the church service is being as engaged as possible. So like listening, taking notes, sitting down the front, whatever it takes for you to engage as much as possible with the message and being able to be an active participant. Like most church services, there's also a Bible study time. You know, if there's any way you could do prior preparation by like studying ahead of time or whatever, the more you understand, the more you know, the more preparation you put in, the more you're going to get out of the service itself. Fantastic, Luke. It's been amazing having you on the show again. It's been too long. We need to have you here more regularly. Uh, mm. But thank you for joining us this morning and telling us yeah, about your thanks. podcast. And once again, uh, that was uh, Oz Table Talk. Find it in all the good places where you find good podcasts.
what God has already done isn't enough for you, nothing's going to be enough for you. Because it's meant to be real. And real life stories have baggage. We know that Peter's a loose cannon. It's all about context. And he chose different personalities to express that because his personality is infinite. If it's a love song written to us, when we're at our lowest points, we've got backup. Like a lot of the rational arguments for the existence of God, they tend to work better after you believe. Hi, this is Luke from oztabletalk.com.au. Please join myself and some of my closest friends as we explore our faith through conversation, Bible study, interviews, and more. You can find us online at oztabletalk.com.au. That's oz as in Australia, A-U-S, tabletalk.com.au. Looking forward to seeing you there. Bye. I'm so glad that's recorded because I want to write that down. Yeah. <laughs> Someone called it a care package there. <laughs> wow. <laughs>Is forgiveness, or the lack of forgiveness, eating away at you? A relationship breakdown maybe, long-term hurt, unresolved conflict. You know, it can be dealt with. If you want to break the cycle and start living a more forgiving life, Forgive to Live is a program designed to help us all improve our lives and be more forgiving. Don't let it eat away at you anymore. If you're keen to discover the power of forgiveness, why don't you take that first step and head to forgivetolive.org.au. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. The family hiding from the storm Found no place at the keeper's door It was for this a child was born to save a world so cold and hollow A sleeping town they did not know That lying in a manger low A savior king who had no home Has come to heal our sorrow is there room in your heart? Is there room in your heart? Is there room in your heart for God to write His story? Shepherds counting sheep at night
When you make room in your heart and trade your dreams for his gold.